0: Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I use science, spirituality, and play to help people relax into their true essence so they can experience more ease, abundance, and joy. I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. This week, we're talking to Caitlin Gehring, my favorite astrologer. Caitlin's been on the podcast before talking about astrology. She's talked about grounding. She's also a Reiki master. And she's really incredible at what she does. And Caitlin and I have a brand new offering that we are so excited about. It's this human design astrology master reading It is a three hour extravaganza to help you remember who you are, come home to who you are. It is, we're thinking of it as your luminous homecoming. This is what your soul has been waiting for. Really remember all the things that your soul picked out for you before you were born into earth school on this round. Because the day you were born, you knew exactly who you were. You knew exactly what gifts you had. You knew exactly what you were here to do. And on day two, you started to forget it all. And then on top of that, by the time you were walking and talking, very well-meaning people were telling you how to do the human thing. So you are conditioned on top of forgetting who you are and this master reading, this astrology, human design master reading uses obviously human design and astrology. You get a full astrology reading and a few human, a full human design reading. You get energy work, you get coaching, who knows what else will happen. This is a three hour party all about you. And the link is in the show notes to book your session We have a few openings for this month, for the month of April. So get on that right now. Now let's get to the episode. There's nothing else to say. Enjoy this conversation. I love you. You You're amazing. Go forth and be awesome. Caitlin, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so
1: happy to be here. Thank you for having me again.
0: Mm, It's my pleasure. I don't count how many times you've been back on the finder awesome podcast, but I just love, I just love getting to hang out with you.
1: Me too. It's so much fun. And it doesn't feel, I mean, it just feels like we're hanging out and enjoying a conversation and we always end. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was a podcast that we created.
0: And that's how the find your awesome podcast started as having those amazing conversations with people. And then I realized that there was so much gold in them that I wanted to share with other people. So we're just getting back to the roots here.
1: I love that. I love it.
0: So for starters, you mentioned that you're really loving yoga these days. And I need to know what you're loving about yoga, how it's lighting you up. What are you doing with yoga? Just fill us in, please.
1: Mm, It's such a good question. I have had an on and off relationship with yoga for a really long time. I started practicing when I was like, took my first class when I was like 16 and then kind of came back to it when I was 22. Um, and started practicing a lot more frequently and like have just gone through waves of getting on my mat every day and then absolutely not touching my mat for like a few months. And at this point, I've been consistent in my practice for a little over a year, which feels really good. But for me, yoga is like one of the biggest things that makes me, that allows me to feel so centered in myself grounded in my body and also releasing what it is that's been stored in my body that I need to let go of. And um, as a reflector, since I'm so sensitive and I'm taking in so much from my environments around me, having a time and space where I get on my mat and I just tune into my body and I just listen to my body and move in the ways that feels good and that I feel called to in that in that moment for the betterment of my body for the release or the relief in certain areas is everything. And it just brings me back to myself and it allows me to like drop and to let go of everything that's outside of me. And just to really focus on my physical body and vessel and, um, get me out of my head and into my body. Um, So yeah, and it's just been so good. I found a home studio uh, here in San Diego that I've just really connected with. And I've connected a lot with the community that's there. And it's been such a supportive place, so much more outside of even yoga, like outside of just what the classes give me or what the practice gives me. Um, And that's been tremendous and in the last couple of years like my community has really shifted so developing that community in a way that is so reflective of who I am and um how I'm growing and healing and and creating that space has been absolutely huge 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 um yeah I don't know if I answered your question but that's been a lot of it and like for me working out I've always had a complicated relationship with I Absolutely hate running. I have had asthma since I was a kid. So like I've used that as a block, but it also has definitely limited how I want to engage with my body. And I I don't like running because I don't like that. I don't feel strong when I run and I don't feel like I get a workout when I run. It's like my lungs can't do this thing in the way that I want to um, and it creates like a weird spiral so it's something that I definitely like come back to and have shifted my relationship with over time but yoga has been such an important factor in like developing my breath and developing my lungs and I feel that when I Go to run, or I do something else where usually I would be losing my breath or like needing my inhaler. And I haven't touched my inhaler in years since I've been practicing yoga. So it's just been, I mean, there's so many things that light me up about yoga and that just bring me back to what a beautiful practice it is, um, even outside of the physical asanas and um, what you're doing with your body while you're on the mat, you know?
0: It's interesting hearing you talk about it. I'm realizing. I haven't really been on my mat with the exception of like a few weeks here and there since we moved to Sarasota and it Mm -hmm. was a consistent practice for me in Maine in like, even as we were traveling in the camper and then it's, it's not the season for me right now. And yet hearing you talk about your relationship with it, I Feel I can feel back to that time when it was the season. And I'm like, oh yes, that did feel really good.
1: Mm, it's so juicy, but I love what you said about it just not being the season for it, because that time absolutely exists. And I think is necessary. Um, and what I've learned in the last couple of years is even when it's not the season for me to be I don't know, going to hot classes or like getting on my mat, moving my body on it intensely every single day. Like it's always a season for you to restore yourself, to tune into what feels sticky or stuck or cramped in your body and like breathe air and space into it. Um, And there are so many things that are yoga that are not just, I don't know, going from warrior two to reverse warrior and then like back down into your, your vinyasa flow. Like, That's something that I've learned a lot lately. And that's been a huge blessing.
0: Yeah. And I love how you have said that it's, it's how you get stuff out of your body. It's fine. Dog's bark. His name's Charlie, right?
1: His name's Charlie.
0: So thank you, Charlie. Um, So yeah. So you use, you use it to get everything, all of the other people's energy that you've picked out, picked up not picked out. I don't think you're as like, particularly being like, I want that one, but you've picked pick- up throughout the day and it all comes out. It can release through yoga. And yeah. I mean, I definitely use all forms of exercise, just get in my body. And especially for me, I only have two open centers and they're both in my head. So it's super intense in there when I pick up other people's energy, but then I come into my body and it's, oh, I can breathe, I have space to breathe. So I do wanna to talk to you about energetic hygiene because you are a pro and you wrote an email about this a couple of weeks ago and it was like a little bit of a slap on the wrist for me because I I know all these things. And I'm like, hey, yeah. Kelsey, how you doing with your energetic hygiene? You doing anything? Like, I'm like nailing it in my morning practice but how about the end of the day? How about like between Mm -hmm. sessions between like, as you're going out and interacting with people, how's that working for you? It wasn't. So I've doubled down on stuff now, but I just want to know everything you have to share with us about energetic hygiene, please.
1: Oh, everything, everything. Okay. I'll do. I love it. Um, yes. And I feel like with you having so many defined centers, you probably don't feel the ramifications of not having consistent energetic hygiene as much as somebody with a lot of open centers would, which is why I have like needed to become as versed in it as I am, because I have literally needed it in order to find myself and in order to hear my thoughts and in order to, um, know my own voice and my own heart um, to clear out this shit that has been taken in. So energetic hygiene, um, what this means, it's just like the basics of how you care for your energy body, just in the same way that hygiene, um, in your physical body would refer to how you care for your cleanliness, um, your mouth hygiene, whatever that looks like. It's the same. We have practices that we do to care for our energy hygiene because we are, um, constantly being inundated with things, especially if you're on social media, or you are a human who uses the internet or watches a TV, like you're constantly being just hit over the head, um, energetically with, with ideas, with opinions, with beliefs, with conditioning, all these kinds of things that we're taking on from our external environment. Um, And it's really important to come back to just a place of sanctity and like self-sovereignty within your own energy. And I see this a lot because a lot of my clients are deeply empathic people and people who are really sensitive um, and who often are experiencing pain or emotions or I don't know, things like guilt or heaviness around a particular thing that doesn't really make sense to them in terms of they're kind of asking or questioning like why am i experiencing this thing when i want the thing or when i feel good about what i'm doing why do i still have this guilt that i'm carrying and of course there are a lot of things that go into that as far as conditioning but so much of it has to do with our energetic hygiene questioning where um where is our energy going and how are we caring for it and what are we allowing into our space and so There's a lot of different ways that energy hygiene looks, but at the core of it, there are really two principles that I've been taught from my Reiki masters and that I teach to my clients, which is um, clearing and protection. So the two steps are one, clearing is clearing out things that are in your field, in your space that um, you do not consent to, that you may not want anymore, that are not serving you, that is not your energy, or that is like siphoning your energy. Um, Within our auric field and our energy field, we can have rips or tears or like areas where our energy is being siphoned from from something else, um, from an outside entity or energy, And we have to do our part to care for these pieces of ourselves and to repair that and to also cleanse ourselves um, from what we're taking in from the outside world. And so that could literally be like in your morning practice. Standing with your feet in the soil and releasing everything that is not yours and just centering yourself in that space, it could be done through smoke clearing it could be done with energy work, it could be done with visualization it could be done with taking a piece of selenite and like rubbing it around your body and your field and knowing that that is something that is clearing you. Um, the biggest thing is that it's just done with intention and that whatever, whatever method you choose, you set the intention of what it is clearing away from your field. So, um, practice that a lot of people like is like, When you're taking a shower, this can be your clearing of energy and your clearing of what it is that you've absorbed during the day by setting the intention that the water as it's running over you is washing all of those things away and washing away any impurities, um, any things that you've taken on from the environments that you've been in, et cetera. So I definitely recommend that people add that into their practice typically in the morning, but like, it's really important to do this also at the end of your day, or when you come home from work, or when you come home from like running a lot of errands. Um, I find that like, when people are feeling very stressed or like frazzled by something like that, it's usually because they're, so buzzy and like so um at this heightened nervous system state because of being in larger groups of people or being in that type of environment um and so practicing clearing and you come home from that space and come into your own space such a great way to like get your subconscious and conscious mind on the same page that you're now in a new chapter of, of the day and of the present moment and you are no longer in that space and like letting that be behind you and not carrying all of it with you um, and coming into this new space like refreshed and, and clean for lack of a better word um, and lighter. And then the second piece of energetic hygiene is the protection piece. And um, this is an interesting one because some people feel like when you say to energetically protect yourself that there is something outside of you that you need protection from. Um, And that's pretty much accurate. Like you don't need to be absorbing all of the things for everyone around you. Um, There is absolutely no reason why anybody would need that. And you can set the intention to allow certain things into your field and also to um, block certain energies within your field. So when you are protecting your energy, you are commanding your energy and you're claiming your energy and your space to to really be centered in what it is that is ultimately you to be centered in within your own field, to be centered within your own body, within your own space, um, to be centered within your own motivations, your own goals, your own thoughts, without bringing in everything that is around you. Um, the purpose of this is also like to, to block negative energies from coming into your field, um, but also to just claim your space and to know that when you set that intention with yourself that you're able to carry it through your day at a much um, higher capacity than if you sit down with a journal and say, I intend to feel X today. If you sit within your energy and within your space um, and you practice clearing and then creating some kind of protection around yourself with the intention of today, I am motivated by X. Today, I am bringing in this feeling of, of joy, of love, of peace, of whatever it may be. Um, the access that you have to that is so much deeper because you're creating coherency within your body within your energy field and within your mind, instead of it just being within your mind. Um, So, yeah, I feel like there's so much more that can be said, but also that I've said.
0: Well, that's all super helpful. And I'd been doing the protection thing every morning. Like that's part of my morning routine. That is solid. It's the, the clearing every night Mm -hmm that has become a non-negotiable now, which was such a duh. Cause I felt the difference the first time I did it. I, and I, it's made me so much more aware of when I pick up other people's energy. Cause other times it's just like something comes out of my mouth that I'm like, what, that, what, that's not me. And right, then right, I, right. I'm like backtracking and trying to figure out what's going on. And another thing is that you said is You used this really strong language and I'm looking at, I've, I've made myself a crowded outboard, which is, um, my own invention. (laughs) Basically I choose, I choose what I believe. I choose what thoughts live in my, in my head and everything else can just, no, that's a no, not mine. I feel other people's energy, but I do not take it on. And that is like my new intention. I can feel other people's energy, but I do not take it on. But you said all energy that isn't mine must leave now. Are you, I don't know if those are your exact words. That was my interpretation of use the word must. Whereas I would be like, please, please leave. And what is the thinking behind that? Like such strong language at first. I felt like I was like, Oh, is that mean? <laughs>
1: It's funny because we definitely like um, have been conditioned to feel like it is mean whenever we are commanding over our spaces and. I use such strong language within that because it's very important that you be commanding over your energy field. You have full command over your energy field and over what comes into it and over what you choose to absorb or to feel or to take on. Um, And oftentimes we just operate on very unconsciously in that space and in that way. And we allow our energy to operate unconsciously because it's not something we feel like we need to, that we need to be, I don't like the word control, but like to be in, in command over and to be self-sovereign within. Um, and that is for me, the biggest piece of it. And like connecting back to our, our self-sovereignty and the sovereignty that we have over our own bodies, our own spaces, our own lives, our realities is that we get to command what is in it to some degree, um, especially energetically. And it's kind of like the difference between, If you are setting an intention to manifest something saying, I would like this thing versus saying, this is the thing that I am bringing into me. This is the thing that I am moving towards. It's declarative. And in that there is so much more strength and power that we find within ourselves. And so It doesn't need to necessarily be so um commanding if that's something that doesn't resonate with you um but there is a lot to be gained from from just playing with being commanding over your energy and over your energy field and that can look like yeah all energy that is not mine must leave my field right now and leave this at this time um or even just i set this intention and command that there is no energy that has harm that has negativity that has anything that i am not aligned with at my highest and best good to enter into my field today that is being commanding over your own energy Um, and not to take this like in a hugely different direction but like this is the same with everything energetically if you don't want to see ghosts around you you literally say do not come visit me in this space i am not willing to receive this leave like you can be commanding in that way and that is respected you are the physical being an entity that is literally in command of your own physical reality on this planet and there are so many nuances and clarifications that can be made about how we are experiencing our physical reality and if we are fully in command of it. I mean, we're always within co-creation with the people that we're around, with the spaces that we're around, with the animals that we're around, I believe. But yeah, you have the power and the self-sovereignty to be commanding over your space. And so I highly encourage people to do it. And it usually feels really awkward as you're trying it on. It felt so uncomfortable for me, Um, but it is powerful, powerful work.
0: Mm. And I didn't mention to listeners that you have a ginormous selenite wand in front of you, but I can picture you... (laughs) just holding that wand up and it very like Harry Potter-ish like wand in the sky all energy that is not mine must leave now so make it make it playful make it magical for you
1: yes and make it something that you resonate with and that you enjoy um and that's some of the reason I don't like speaking about it super concretely, because the way that everybody connects to energy clearing and protection is going to look different. For some people, they might like to protect themselves by visualizing putting on a coat in the morning before they step out of the house um, around themselves, like an an image of a coat that is with the intention of how it is protecting you or how it is protecting your energy. Some people like using light visualizations and visualizing themselves being covered by a certain color of light in order to protect their energy or to create, um, that boundary within their energetic field. Um, I personally love getting into a little meditation and visualizing myself in like a grove of trees and just hanging out with the trees and with the earth and knowing that that is, um, All of the protection, the groundedness and the security that like allows me to feel powerful and consistent and clear, which is not how I felt for most of my life as a reflector. It's not how I have naturally just been inclined. It's something that I've definitely learned to build up um, as I've learned how to to really connect to and honor my energy hygiene um, and my space. So, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. In a past episode, you talked
0: about grounding, and that for me is you in a group of trees.
1: Yes, yeah, that too, which is part of why I really love like that um, space that I find myself in a lot. It feels very grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been magical for sure. Experimenting with it and trying out new things and feeling what can come in that space um, yeah. And it's funny. It's something that yoga has really tuned me back into too, because when I get on my mat, it reminds me to do all of my energy hygiene before I even start practice. I lie on my mat and I clear myself and I allow whatever is in me that no longer needs to be within me to just dissipate through the floor and to be cleared through the earth, um, and to be let go of from me. And then when I'm at the end of my practice, lying down again, um, is when I create protection around myself and set intention for my day, for my energy, um, and having moved through the physical practices and allowing that to support the release of things that are stored within my physical body. And then coming to the protection at the end has been beautiful. I feel a hundred percent different when I start my day that way, versus when I, hop on my computer in the morning with a cup of coffee and read my emails and see what's going on in the world or see what it is that's on my plate for the day. It's such a different feeling and a different energy when I'm bringing all those other things into my mind and into myself immediately versus creating that space for myself and setting the intention for myself.
0: Of course, because we, as humans, especially in this Western culture, we tend to try and live our entire lives up in our heads. And yes, that would be very challenging. And really, our, our wisdom lives in our body. Our nervous system is doing more communicating from our bodies to our brains than from our brains to our bodies. 80% yes. of that communication goes nervous system, body, the body to the brain. So yes. that's think movement.
1: About- Absolutely. And it makes me think about how, how in human design, there is no authority that is mental.
0: That's right. Okay. So let's shift completely. Cause I really want to talk about quantum leaping.
1: Let's do it.
0: What does that mean? (laughs) It is a
1: great question. Um, And I can only give you my definition of quantum leaping. quantum leaping in and of itself definitely connects to the idea that there are infinite possibilities, infinite timelines, infinite lifetimes, and um, in which anything can be experienced. And so the process of quantum leaping to me is intentionally deciding what timeline it is that you are opening yourself up to and that you would like to receive in. And that uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're like looking to change all of the things because it's uh, a lot harder to quantum leap from where you are to somewhere halfway around the world than it is to um, go from where you are maybe in a job that you don't like and to being where you are in a job that you do like. Um, so it's, it's creating these changes and it's setting the intention um, with the universe that you are opening yourself up to that reality and to the possibilities of that reality into the reality where whatever it is that you are creating or that you are um, looking for, I guess, is possible and knowing that that's possible. And then allowing time to literally collapse so that you can get there with ease and, um, with as little effort as possible.
0: So what does this look like? Like, what does this look like for you in your personal experiments? So
1: for me, this looks, I do multiple different things to tune into quantum leaping. Um, I learned this two cups method of manifestation from Jessa Reed. Have you heard of the two cups method before? No, this is a really awesome way for anybody to, um, to, create a quantum leap and to manifest something else in their life. So you can Google two cups process or look for it on YouTube. I'm not going to get into all of the details of it, but basically you take one cup on it. You have a sticky note and you have water in this cup and the sticky note is where you currently are. So say you are trying to create a quantum leap. You don't like your job and you want a job that is more creatively fulfilling for you. You write on the first sticky note, um, where I am right now with this job that I hate that's your first cup you have a second cup that is empty and has another sticky note and on this the second sticky note is what you write You write what it is that you are wanting to call in. So maybe you write um, a job that is creatively fulfilling, that feels in alignment with my goals, my growth, and whatever it may be. Um, And basically the process is that you really feel into the reality of both of these sticky notes. And then you move the water from the first cup into the second cup, you drink the water and you burn the first sticky note. Um, And you can keep the second sticky note. This is basically like putting it in order with the universe and saying, this is the thing that I have. This is where I am trying to go and what I want. Um, And then you literally intake it into your body and it becomes um, what's the word I'm looking for? Infiltrated is what comes to mind, but that's not what I'm thinking of. It becomes integrated into your literal cells. There are so many other ways to connect to quantum leaping and a lot of other things that I like doing have to do with um, really sitting down and envisioning what this future version of myself is, what this future version of my reality is, what does it look like, what does it feel like, what is a day in that life what qualities does that version of me embody? And who is that version of me? What does she do? What does she like? What does she enjoy listening to? How does she spend her time during the day? Who are the people that she's in relationship with? And how is that feeding her? Um, And getting really clear on what that looks like and what that feels like within your actual body. And then from there, I really like to create some kind of like, I am statement about it. So not necessarily an intention statement of like, this is the thing that I want, or this is the amount of money that I'm trying to call into my life, but creating a statement around that fully embodied experience and who I am in that space. Um, and then continuing to use that with myself. So I usually put it somewhere I can see it. I like, will put it on my phone, um, or I'll put it on a sticky note by my desk, or I'll put it up where I can, where I can be reminded of it. And I remember, yes, this is the person that I'm stepping into. I am these things. Um, and yeah, things happen quickly,
0: quickly. I'm amused right now because I didn't know this is what I was doing. And I have my own version where, um, I I love that two cups idea. What I do is just kind of actively like stand up, stand in where I was and take a step forward, a powerful, grounded step forward Mm -hmm. into that new place. And then taking a breath in that new place, I didn't realize, and that's like integrating the energy. And then right in front of me right now, I have this huge board filled with I am statements. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: I think of it as like upgrading my alignment. So I've always thought of it as like, instead of timelines, there are different versions of yourself that you can choose to be. Like there's the version of yourself that, you know, teenage you when you're living with your family, then there is adult you when you don't actually live with your family. Like those are two very different things. My psychology professor in college used to say, you, you you lose IQ points when you go home and visit your, your parents. (laughs) So, so we know that that is different for everyone. So like, just choose the version of you that you want to be. And it's probably a version that you haven't really met yet. So you're going to try it on and experiment with it.
1: I love that so much. And um, well, it makes sense that you've already been doing that intuitively. I think a lot of people tune into this intuitively and don't realize that that's necessarily what's happening, but that's exactly it. It's just really connecting to the embodiment of a version of you that you maybe haven't met yet and that you would like to meet. And that um, is the one that has opened up the space that you're interested in being in Um, because you can't get there without becoming that version of yourself. I love that about your psychology professor. It reminds me of how Ram Dass always said, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. They're our biggest teachers. That's why we chose them.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes.
0: And those are the things that we discover in my experience and my clients experience when we step into a different aligned version of ourselves. Sometimes we find ourselves like, oh, I brought, it's like, I brought this bag with me. I don't need this anymore. It's like, I brought my Barbies with me. I don't do that anymore. So I'm going to go like send those home.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And like getting to just let go of the baggage and of the stuff that has just been with you. Um, Getting to a point where you can gently and lovingly put it down. I feel like we do a lot of collective um, timeline jumping when we move into different seasons and the energy really shifts. And uh, I think we all do this a lot of times out really realizing that that's what we're connecting to. But I see this so much. Like I said, having clients who are very sensitive, but don't necessarily have the definition for like the thing that is the trigger or whatever. Um, but moving into a new space with themselves, moving into a new embodiment of, like you said, like, a uh, their new aligned self. Um, and that's really what it is. That's really what it is. I also like, uh, just taking like a cup of tea or something as I'm drinking it, or as I'm pulling some tarot cards for myself or whatever and speaking my intention into that cup of tea and then drinking it. And like, for me, that's just as powerful as the two cups are because it's, it's that same method of like setting your attention to something and then consuming it so that it fully is able to integrate into all of your cells. And there's not really work that you have to do otherwise. Like that's kind of the point of quantum, um, quantum leaping is like, it's not about doing more work to get to that space. It's about just collapsing the gap between where you are and where you want to be. And like meshing that, this version of yourself with who you currently are. And, um, like you said, in your process, like literally taking that next step into what that feels like and that new way of being and that new, um, opening into your life.
0: Do you remember what your human design digestive type is? It's cold food. I've been thinking
1: about this a lot lately.
0: Tell me about that. It's it's cold, cold food, hot thirst. So, um, as you're talking about the tea drink, breathing, speaking your intention into your tea and then you drink it, that is, that is hot thirst digestion. Of course it is.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm like, currently drinking some hot beverages and I love to always have one on hand and like a warm mug nothing makes yeah. me happier yeah that's just I you
0: live in your design just out here living my design living my life do and you know anything about, actually I, I was just gonna ask do you okay. know anything about tea ceremonies I don't but I feel like they might be for you They might
1: be for me. I don't know anything about like traditional tea ceremonies and how that looks, Um, but I've been thinking about doing this because I lead circles here in San Diego and I've been considering like bringing in that element of it by connecting herbs to the season that we're in, creating a tea from it, and then having everybody move through the process of speaking their intention into the tea and then consuming it. Um, But I don't, yeah, I don't know traditionally like what that looks like or anything.
0: That would be so interesting too, based on the digestion types. Cause then you get a cold, a cold thirst person who would need iced tea. Then you get someone with taste digestion, which is me. Who's like, I don't, no, I'm, if it doesn't taste good, it's not going in my mouth.
1: Oh, that's so funny. That's so true. I love that. I uh, saw an acupuncturist recently who was like, you're running very cold. Do you eat a lot of cold foods? And I'm like, yeah, that's, I live off of smoothies and salads and things that are lighter and colder. Like that's what my body loves. And he's like, okay, well, according to TCM, that is the opposite of what you should be doing. I'd really recommend starting off your day with a cup of miso soup and um, bringing in just like a lot of warming foods during your day. And I was like, that's nice. My digestion and human design is cold food. So (laughs) I'm going to keep doing this.
0: (laughs) And I, that's interesting because I recently learned from my acupuncturist that I have a genetic variant, which means I have to like green tea and black tea are not for me. And this whole list of things that are not for me, I'm like, oh, I know my body already knows that no raw onions over here. Absolutely not. I actually, I have a theory I have a theory on raw red onions in particular. I think some people, I think it's like cilantro. Like it either tastes amazing to you or it doesn't. And I think raw red onions either taste amazing to people or people like me are like, why am I eating a raw onion and I'm going to taste it for like five days? No, it is a no. Oh, that's so good.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah, I think that's true. Onions are very polarizing to people.
0: Mm -hmm. But isn't it interesting how like
1: your body already knows the things that are good for you and the things that are not, you just need to listen.
0: Absolutely. Okra was on that list of no, it was all a bunch of stuff that like, I am very clear is not for me. She had actually mentioned, oh, yeah. And then you just look at your food panel to see what you're sensitive to. And I'm like, oh, I looked at the list in the food panel. I already I got that. I got that already. I don't need I don't need a blood test on any of that. My body has told me.
1: She's like, oh,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like, I got such validation seeing cane sugar on there. I was like, yes, okay, that is a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just me. Mm
1: -hmm, that's really interesting. I like that. Good to at least like see it on paper and to know, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, all of, for all of us, our wisdom lives in our body. We just gotta listen to it. We just gotta let it move through us so we can hear it. And we gotta empty out everyone else's stuff so we can hear what our bodies are telling us.
1: Amen. I feel like food is a particularly challenging thing to do this with, with people because um, we're so informed of how we eat by how we've been told to eat, by the way people around us are eating, by food addiction, by eating processed foods that are highly addictive and also pumping your body full of things that your body should really never be touching. Um, And finding that clarity and like developing that intuition within your body around how you eat in particular, I think is so important. And we don't talk about it enough as a, as a collective, um, especially within this country. I mean, I know this looks so different in other places around the world. And I'm just like, thank you for being an example of what this can look like when you actually listen to your body and eat what the earth is providing for you and eat seasonally and locally, such a huge difference.
0: Amen. Yeah. (sighs) Connect with nature. Nature will guide us. Our bodies are nature. We are nature. There's no reason that we should ever be separate from them.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it's all it's all being provided for us, especially when we come back to and remember that connection that's always inherent within each and every one of us. Um, and we might've talked about this when we talked about grounding, but did you know that the Merriam-Webster definition of nature literally within the definition excludes humans from it?
0: I remember that and I still reject that. I still strongly disagree. Um, Hold on, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> it's so wild.
1: It's so wild. But yes, I think that we're really coming back to a place of reconnecting with the importance of our bodies being an extension of this earth and of nature and um, aligning our lives to live in a way that really reflects that and honors that.
0: And, you know, it's interesting. We just had, we just went into I always get this wrong. I think we're in daylight savings time right now, We just said the time yes. change. Okay. Yeah. So, and you know, there's always a discussion. Can we get rid of this? Can we just stay in one time or the other? And I, I don't, I would love to just not change times. I say, I don't awesome. have a preference for which one it is. And yeah, it doesn't get light here until seven 45 in the morning. And it's, dark like i want to go to bed and the lights are still on so like i think i think a lot of people are feeling this call right now to align with nature that like you know the kids that say they're like their parents are like okay it's bedtime and they're like what the lights are on like the sun's still out yeah. i want to play outside yeah.
1: absolutely and like gone are the days where your parents just said be back by sunset And go on your bike and enjoy yourself, kid. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so true. It's so true. And when we have disconnection from nature in that way, from the cycles of the earth, literally on this kind of level of just like the timing of the sun and being up and, and needing to go to bed at weird times in Coordination with where the sun is and how light it is outside, such an obvious reflection of how disconnected our society has created us to be from nature. And it's so deeply ingrained in us to be connected and to desire that connection and alignment. Yeah, I think that it's something that's really coming back online for a ton of people who have been disconnected historically.
0: And it's such a good example of how humans. Oh, humans, you're trying to control things. Again, you're trying to declare yes. that it's like 8 a.m and people need to go to work at this time. and it, the sun just came out and right. like what are we doing? Why doesn't the sun do? Like, right. why can't we all just be farmers and follow? <laughs> like just stick with na- nature, our natural guide.
1: I 100% fully, fully agree.
0: And it's funny the
1: way that we try to like control time. Like we think that, first of all, it's real and also like we can hold on to it or something. Did I tell you? I don't think I told you about the alien dream that I had very recently. No. Um, I had this dream where an alien like grabs my hand and is looking at my nail polish and she's like, I've never seen this before. This is so interesting. What is this? And um, what I told her is a true story about this nail polish that I have because I was given it by a Sherwin Williams, like the paint company representative. Um, and I say to her, oh, on earth we have this paint company called Sherwin Williams. And for 2022, the color of the year that they picked was Evergreen Fog. And that's what's on my nails. And she just said, what's 2022? Yes, so good. So, good, so good. I was like, "True, it's nothing. It's something we made up. It's nothing.
0: <laughs> it's much like evergreen fog. It's just a name for something. Much like
1: evergreen fog. Yes,
0: just a name. <laughs> oh, that is just, just amazing. The
1: title I had to give it to understand it. <laughs> so
0: funny. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, Caitlin, this is just been like, I feel like this is a medium-sized wisdom bomb. Our conversations tend to go like winding and crazy long. And I feel like, like let's just wrap this up right now. That what? sounds
1: like a good.
0: So would you like to put the bow on this conversation? Whatever comes through you?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling like there is this interesting mixture of what I'm feeling is like kind of static like chaotic, almost energy. And then it's like there's a tree in the center of it. And this might make absolutely no sense, but what I'm just feeling from this moment and um, where we are and the energy of what we're creating this for and the humans listening is that Like we are the tree and we have to remember that and we have to come back to the space of centeredness and groundedness. And it's kind of that idea of command over your own energy and your own space, just coming back to the connection and to your self-sovereignty. And even when we are collectively moving through a ton of chaos and ton of change and like systems falling down around us and wars being fought all over the world and feeling that energy, we have to remember that we are the tree and that we can be rooted and that it's safe for us to do that and that it's safe to be in our bodies, that it's safe to feel and that the emotions that we carry with us from the pain, from the brokenness that we've experienced or that exists needs to be released it needs to be felt and then we need to keep moving but mm. we don't do that from a space like being in our heads and needing to take action or needing to like do something it's from that space of being in such deep alignment and commitment to ourselves and to the worlds that we're building and continuing to show
0: up in that space so beautiful Thank you. Like we, it, it takes a conscious choice to remember, remember that you're the tree. You can feel everything else. You can feel other people's energy, but do not take it on, come home to yourself and be the tree.
1: Yes. Be the tree.
0: Thank you. Okay. Remind us please where we can find you.
1: Yes, my website is ofthestars.love and that's where you can find all of the information about my readings and my sessions. Um, And it's a great place to just kind of get familiar with the work that I offer. I'm also on Instagram at Kate Gare, C-A-I-T-G-O-E-H-R. And you can also find me at uh, my podcast, The Cosmic Drip.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you.
1: Thank you, Kelsey. I love you.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you want to learn more about Caitlin, go to her website of If you want to learn more about me, go to my website, kelseyabbott.com. And if you want to book your astrology and human design master reading, get on that. The link is in the show note to book your session. Now, like I said, we only have a few sessions available this month, only this month for now. So book your session right now. You absolutely positively deserve it. And we are so excited to play with you. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with all the people you think will love it. And please head over to Apple podcasts or Spotify to give the find your awesome podcast, a five-star rating and a review. Thank you so much. You are amazing. I love you so much. I appreciate every single person who listens to and shares the podcast We are all evolving together, and I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Go forth and be awesome.